Lunar Pool is the first advanced home video billiards game ever. Never before has the player been able to choose among 60 different tables. Jump around to your favorite or master each stage consecutively. Your score is kept automatically. You set up the electronic cue stick, aim the cue ball, choose the power you need, and shoot. Then watch the ball ricochet around the table and land in the pocket. Learn to be a hustler by mastering all 60 stages. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Joe. And I'm Sean. And guys, today we're playing uh, the first advanced home video billi billiards game. Otherwise known as Lunar Pool. Yeah, Surely that's... there was one before this. Um, you'd be surprised <laughs> because did that one have precision graphics, exciting new music, 60 screens, 8 levels of power, 255 levels of table friction? These are things that they put on the back of the box. <laughs> you know, I don't, think, I don't think it did. <laughs> mommy, mommy, I want this one. She like, looks at the back. 255 levels of table friction. That's too much for you, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. I'm for sure right there. <laughs> yep. Um, obviously, if you guys can't put two and two together, Lunar Pool is a billiards game that follows the exactly strict rules of regular billiards. Um, Except not really. Well, there's well, like the no, three strike saying, like, thing. It's not. It doesn't take place on the moon. It doesn't. I mean, it, it looks <laughs> it like does. it does. It, there's backgrounds yeah, that the look background like the lunar surface. Like moon. Backgrounds. The, yeah. you know, the yeah. stuff surrounding the, the yeah, it's like it's very the, it's very missable. I, I never once looked at that. Yeah. If we're being honest with ourselves, in fact, the front cover of this game is the only thing that implies lunar because they're wearing like spacesuits <laughs> and goggles. And he's like, gonna buy a regular Earth Pool game. <laughs> yeah, if they called it Earth Pool, right? You'd be expecting like a game yeah. about swimming, <laughs> right? Uh, anyway. And I'm sorry if people thought Lunar Pool was a game where you swim on the moon, well, but there's no water on the moon. It's the 80s, you know, space is cool. Space is cool. Space is really Whether cool. Whether it's the 80s or not. Well, I what? know, but it was especially cool in the 80s, I feel now, like. Now, would you play this game if it was called Lunar Ball instead of Lunar Pool? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was called. I have to for the podcast. <laughs> no, I would, but I but uh, it would be less clear on what it is. It's like, okay. <laughs> but I feel like Lunar Pool really like makes yeah. it clear, whereas Lunar Ball is like... That could be anything. Right. I think I would be disappointed if it was called Lunar Ball. You know? Just yeah. be like, oh, this could be anything. Or... And then oh, okay. it's like, oh, it's, just it's, it's you know, Lunar Ball could just be the moon. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of a Lunar yeah, Ball in itself. Ball. Yep. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get into some quick development histories. This way we don't have to talk about this any further. This game was released in 1985 by Compile. And nobody's heard that name before, am I right? Do you guys no. know Compile? No. No. Okay. Because they're the makers of Puyo Puyo, uh, a game that I've tried to convince you guys is good, and you've all laughed at me and said, you spent $60 on that game? Yeah, I did um, say that. Yep, but I, I enjoy it. And so uh, Puyo Puyo, for those not familiar, the object of that game is to create groups of four or more Puyos, which are like these like, balls like Candy or Crush. gooey yeah, things. Yeah, like Candy Crush. Of the same color as they fall from the top of the screen, though, like Tetris. True. Like Candy Crush, they're already there. It's a static game. <laughs> Candy Crush is a game where the illusion of choice is there. You don't have any say whatsoever. The game decides for you. Yes. 
Puyo Puyo, on the other hand, um, 1991 for the MSX, and it wouldn't be until the Sonic team uh, took over Puyo Puyo as a franchise and brought Puyo Pop on GBA to North America. Uh, that's enough Puyo Puyo talk, <laughs> because I feel like now we're doing an episode on that game. Uh, but it's worth noting that Compile went bankrupt in 2003. Much of the staff moved on to Compile Heart, which is a different company. But somehow they were able to use the name Compile in it as well. And believe it or not, they're still around, and they're best known for the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games. Has anybody wow. heard of that? I've heard of that on my Steam page. I've okay. never played or even, like, yeah. I, I, it looks pretty weeb, right? Yeah, oh, it, no, it, is, it is. Is that offensive? <laughs> is it offensive to say that? I don't know. I mean, it, it's weeb. They, I, look, look, I've only I've heard that those games are... are good to for that fan base okay. like that like if you enjoyed one of those games you'll enjoy all of them so i'm not going to say that the hyper dimension neptunia games are bad but they are niche yes almost niche as niche word. as lunar pool right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could you could argue that like this isn't the game that everybody is buying for their nes right you have to be a fan of billiards to be like i want to own this game but I mean, space like really opens up the market. Right, right. I think. Sure. Like, yeah, probably yeah. Star space Wars fans big. were really into this game. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars was hot um, because it had only ended just yeah, uh, what, two eight years, years ago. Yeah, seven oh, years. Well, in, in '85 was the when this came out in Japan, right? So yes. That's... Oh, okay. So yeah, got it. And then um, just so you guys know, Lunar Pool doesn't come out until 1987 because it's obviously the year we have been perpetually stuck in for a long time mm-hmm. as we do this weekly show. And so it comes in 1987 thanks to publisher FCI, the American arm of the Fujisan K Communications uh, Group. They're a Japanese media conglomerate of television and radio channels, magazine, newspaper, records, video game companies. Like, they they just own a lot of things. They, they still own a lot of things? Um, as far as I can tell, FCI is still around, but not this part of it. Like, okay. they don't continue. Like, they feel like nice guys. They haven't really published video games since like ps1 okay fci is going to publish a lot more uh, nes games for us and most of them are going to be rpgs oh yeah so that's interesting when we finally get into that territory yeah. some dungeons and dragons stuff uh the ultima series i feel like you're familiar i'm i'm slightly familiar with ultima okay cool that's enough about other games, but thankfully now you understand why this game was brought here, because it could only be the minds of Compile and FCI <laughs> to bring us Lunar Pool. And I think we should just, like, you know, there's no better way, since everybody kind of understands the game we're playing here, there's no better way to talk about this specific version than to just do some first impressions. So, Sean? Uh, my first impression of this game uh, was Bemusement. Uh, I played, you know, super simple pool games on on like the computer or like handheld systems before so i i was happy to find that the um all of the basic mechanisms are still there after all these years um uh, but the first thing that i did in this game was i didn't even i hadn't even like seen the game in action yet and i i already like was fiddling with the uh the friction coefficients so uh I, i played around with that before i actually took it seriously as a pool game um and it was it was fun I I thought it was a a cute game. Okay, Joe. My initial thought was when I just like saw the the first screen of the pool table and everything and the way you control a cube. My initial thought was like, oh, this is gonna be jank. Mm-hmm. But I was very pleasantly surprised. I had a lot of fun with it, and I thought it. Uh, I didn't play around with this with the friction right away, so I just played it the way it was 
default like mm-hmm. regular pool and i was like oh this is like kind of cool and it kind of uh like held my attention a lot more than i thought it was going to sam yeah um i played just a regular single player normal friction game just to start it off just to normal see, friction normal <laughs> friction just to see what the baseline was uh and you know it was pretty decent physics and played a pretty standard game of pool and it you know everything worked like it was supposed to except there was this one little glitch where if the ball if the if you were too close to the side, your cursor would be stuck outside the pool table. <laughs> so you have to rotate it back towards the center of the table until it can't. It's kind of hard to explain. And that forces it back inside the bounds. And then you can move it inside the bounds again once it's there. Because otherwise it stays this. outside the bounds. Uh, and, but that, So that was like something I noticed pretty quickly. Um, but besides that... Pretty good, pretty normal. Yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty good, normal. pretty normal. <laughs> Nothing uh, too mundane in there. Well, I feel like you want a pool game to be reliable. Yes, you know? I, I agree, and I think that, like, I also played a completely normal game of pool to start. Um, I, I think it's weird that we have to preface that. Um, it's almost like I'm like, alluding to the fact that there's, like, there's like nude levels or something, you know? Like, like, well, there are some like, abnormal levels. No, I know, but like the game gets, levels. you know, like the game gets meta all of a sudden. It is like more, less about pool and more about the fact like, that you're playing it's a like game. Frog fractions or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't ever get into things no, like that. No, it doesn't. It's just a completely a normal, normal game. game. It's a game. And so uh, the one thing that I noticed though was that um, I had trouble understanding like what the Q. Th- cursor thing oh meant. yeah and i was thinking that like that oh i want to be kind of yeah i want to be kind of further back for this shot because i didn't notice the power meter <laughs> up at the top right <laughs> so i just thought like oh you want to keep your you your, you know your cursor kind of far back so this way you hit those balls with more power and the very first time you won't believe it i actually got lucky <laughs> and managed to sync that up with an appropriate power meter at maximum so i was like wow that really worked and then the next time i bring it really close <laughs> um, to just kind of gently tap it, and uh, instead everything goes flying, and I'm like, "Well, now I got to figure out what's going on," and that brought me to the manual. Yeah, yep. There's no tales from the manual in this uh, no, episode. No story. There's yeah. nothing yeah. in the There's manual. Nothing going yeah. on. Why are you on the moon? I want to know <laughs> why you're on the know. moon. Yeah, I want to know why they're wearing those goofy costumes. <laughs> <laughs> but well, instead we will just carry right into our talk about gameplay. So um, for those of you that need a fresh reminder. It's just like real billiards, you got to put all the balls into the pockets other than your own ball because you usually if, use a stick. Yeah, you got to use the stick like in to real do life. That. Yeah. But there's no stick in this there's game. There's no stick in this game. But if the player fails to pocket at least one colored ball in three consecutive terms, turns, then the player will lose one life. Also, if the player pockets his own cue ball, you lose a life. So, there's only two real ways to lose a life. I don't even know if there were actual lives. I feel like I never got a game over screen. Yeah, they were up. They were up there. But I also didn't like it. Didn't hold my attention long enough. I just kind of like kept resetting and trying different tables. <laughs> so I'm sure like eventually I would have seen a game over screen. But let let's talk about the gameplay. So many people have been talking about this friction thing now that I feel like we <laughs> got to get that out of the way. So uh, Sean, I feel like you could describe to us just the the friction mechanic. You don't have to go into the details. Oh, you of don't everything. want the formula. I don't want the formula. <laughs> okay, I want um, the formula, but we'll we'll do that after. Okay. Yeah, that could be yeah. the post show. All right. Um. So there's a before you go into anything, whether you pick the single player game or if you want to play your friend or if you want to play the computer, you get to set the 
uh, friction of the actual pool table. And that ranges from the theoretical uh, frictionless plane from, you know, physics class in high school to uh, that, that is zero and to 255, which I describe it as uh, playing pool in an overgrown, in an overgrown front lawn um, because you just don't. It just doesn't do anything. I think maybe even worse than that. It's like yeah. it's like playing pool with a Velcro ball on a Velcro table. <laughs> like, <laughs> it it literally does not move. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just it just like moves exactly like how much the stick would push it. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, but that's that's friction in a nutshell. Great, and so you know on on one on one side of the coin. They give you the option to design the game yourself and decide what friction is comfortable for you. Uh, they start at thirty-two. Yeah. I'm not, can we can we talk about that for a second? Why why start at the number thirty-two? Well, because I think that uh, it's the closest analog to you know a a ball on the felt, uh, but they also want it, which is like pretty low in the fr- friction side of wor- of the world. But why yeah? Why not make that like fifty? I feel like they like probably had... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Maybe they just they I, just were able to have... They wanted to have more in between normal and, like, yeah. completely frictionless, more I think more they options. just had, like... Yeah, I think they had a min-max with, like, the number of variables they could put in also. Uh, and, like Joe was saying, that was just where they felt like a nice balance was. Right. And it, like, it makes it, sense it, to it, me. It maybe... I don't know. Maybe it feels like normal felt friction is closer to... Closer to zero friction than it, than it is to absolute frictionless. <laughs> and I could be making this up, but isn't two hundred fifty five some kind of system memory number? Yeah, two fifty six thing yeah. where zero is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can have friction set to zero on this one, so that yeah. makes sense for why they would choose between zero to fifty six. I guess I was just more curious about like if there was anything to starting on thirty two. But I, I like uh, I like Sam's analysis of just like well, that's like just because they want you to have more friction options yeah. and too many less friction options. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we could talk about the different friction settings, I don't want to say, like, you know, tell me about friction 72, but we have to talk about friction 0 and friction 255, so let's talk about friction 0 first. Um, is this why it's called Lunar Pool? I think that the ability to change the friction is why it's called that, which is strange because, like, friction will exist whether you're on Earth (laughs) or the moon, um, but... It's, that's either here nor there. Um, but yeah, friction zero is fun. If you miss something and get caught in a loop, you can't. You just have to reset the game. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and that's because when when you hit the uh, anything in friction zero, basically no ball will stop moving until it goes into a pocket. Yeah. So Sam, do you want to talk about an experience you had yeah. while playing? So I was playing on one table where it was kind of a rectangular table, but all of the pockets were in the middle, like on the uh, on the side still, but in the middle of the table, kind of a little bit out of the way. And I just had a ball that was going... Uh, no, this was actually the opponent. This wasn't even me. This was the computer <laughs> opponent. I had a ball that was just bouncing off of the corners, but like not exactly in the... Co- it was like the DVD logo kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Where, it was a screensaver. Yeah, where instead of 
you want it like wanting it to go in the corner, you want it to go into the side, but it just never did because of the <laughs> angles. And so it just went for minutes before I I wanted to see if it would eventually Nope. If it would eventually go, but it didn't, so I just reset it. Yeah, which is funny because if you set it to friction one, it will eventually yeah. stop. It's not great. It <laughs> but it but it will eventually stop. It takes Whereas, fifteen minutes. But... Yeah. Friction zero is timeless. Yeah. Uh, it's either and I, I tried to explain this before we started the show, it's either your cue ball goes into the pocket and then you're at the mercy of watching all the other balls just continuously go through <laughs> or you get all of the other balls into all the other pockets before your cue ball and it will register that the stage is over <laughs> and move you on to the next one. So that's the only way to um, to do that. Balls never stop otherwise. And so that's why I say this is the real mode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. I get this that. is the real mode because if you're playing on the moon... Um, An object in motion will well, stay in motion. Also, I feel like some of the levels are set up so that you get them all in one shot if, it, if it's possible. I don't know if that's true, but I just got that vibe from some of them. Like, there must be a way to get all these, but maybe it's just the developers screwing well, with yeah, me. I don't know. I, I don't want to get that confused with the puzzle game, though, because I think that, like, it could happen, sure, yeah. but it's not set up like a puzzle game where there's, there's a, an, an absolute yeah. solution right, right. that will make sure that you, if you hit it a certain way, you'll get all the balls in. We are, I mean, we did mention this briefly in the back of the box, and we're sort of alluding to it, but we never totally clearly said that, um, like, how how this game differentiates itself from, like, actual billiards aside from the friction. Like, there are 60 differently shaped tables with, like, that, that vary from the regular rectangle to maybe a little a cute little trapezoid to what looks like a mini golf course mm -hmm, so right. they're they're playing a lot with shape and right. stuff for me my favorite courses were the were the mini golf style ones yeah I, and and not because they were actually made for like a fun pool experience but because they actually made for like a creative new way to play the game that it, you know like because yeah. i like that stage one is just a normal billiards table and then it gets wacky from there like, <laughs> right. that's fun yeah, yeah i actually i think i because you know we had fun with the uh like the frictionless and like absolute friction or whatever you call that <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I had fun with that afterwards, but I think I actually just really enjoyed just playing on regular regular friction, playing through a bunch of different levels. Like I thought that was really cool having these different this different variety of like layouts of the table, shape of the table, obstacles in the middle of the table. That was what like drew my attention. I feel like if I were playing this game a lot, it would take it would take me a while before I was like, all right, now I'm gonna play around with the friction to because I'm bored of the rest of it. And and something about this one not being a puzzle game was what made me okay with like being able to select from tables like right away and jumping around and being like oh level uh table 60 isn't necessarily like the hardest one you know yeah, like there right. could be tougher ones throughout and it was just more like the ability of choice because you're not gonna play through all 60 tables in i try play through but i, <laughs> no, 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 I even in just like, like 28 i'm talking <laughs> about like the first time you buy the game yeah. and go down you know it's like there's plenty of times where you can like continue to go through and try like a new style or go back to one that you really appreciated so i think like something that well, a, a table that meant something to you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you might have really fallen in love with table 33 <laughs> um but like I, I think that's what makes this game cool is that you know it, they don't have to get like harder right it's yeah. not like tables it needs to be impossible just different different enough that like no matter what your approach is somewhat different even if the rules stay the same one thing i will do to criticize some of the levels though is uh some of them have uh avenues 
that are just about the the width of the ball and mm-hmm. this game's physics engine does not play nice with those like you could just get stuck in there um because instead of sliding along the edge it just keeps colliding um and that's just not how pool or like objects interact <laughs> so i think that they could have done a little bit more uh in the design of these so that they worked a little bit better and I'm glad you brought up the physics part of this game, too, because I also think, like, how balls get determined that they're in pockets is, like, yes, I understand we're talking about an NES game here, but, like, it's it's just the the simple fact that the collisions of the two are detecting each other, that the ball just goes in. It's, like, it's not really how things right. work. Like, it's, like, as soon as it touches any edge yeah. of the pocket, it just determines that it goes in. There are times where, like, you can bounce around one end of the pocket through the other and then spit back, you know, around the other way of the the other side of the table. That doesn't happen right. here. Yeah, yeah. There, there were some times where I was like, oh, that's that's helpful because it like makes it a little easier to get a ball into the pocket. Like mm-hmm. if, it's, if it touches the even the edge of the what the hole would be. Yeah, it's also it's easier to scratch. I, yeah, I mean, then the other times I'm just like, oh, I think well, that I would have scratched there in real life. Like the the NES isn't really capable of a simulation granular enough for this to be perfect. Yeah. I think it did pretty good with like what I it think had. I would have liked I think maybe it... a smaller hitbox though for the mm. actual pocket, not for the balls, but for the pocket. So this way it was like you had to be because you could still be like over. But, but, but with the granularity thing, like maybe if it was one too small, then it would be strange that like that's definitely in. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if they tried to pull anything fancy, like Sean was saying, it's just the NES just isn't capable of it. Like, if I played this and my ball, like, went in the pocket and then shot around it and came back out, I would be pissed. You know? <laughs> yeah. it, it wouldn't be like, oh, that's very clever that they were able to put that in here. Yeah. Especially yeah. because you're seeing yeah. it on the NES and it's, you can't see in real life. Like, oh, right, yeah, that right. is how it really works. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it just like looks like a glitch or something. Right. Like yeah. That. Right. Uh, does anybody have any favorite courses that they remember? You don't have to give us the number, but just like one that like stood out to you is like, oh, this is creative. Uh, there was oh, sorry, uh, uh, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, there was one that this is the one that I put two fifty five friction on, where it starts off with every single ball in a line. Uh, on one side of the screen, and you have to knock them all to like the other side of the screen. And I just how long did you play that? Uh, I, no, this, so this is my first time doing full friction, um, and I like did max power because I knew it was full friction, and they each went like two inches, but I hit all of them because they each each one traveled like one inch, and then or maybe just like you know four inches and. Two inches, then one inch, then half an inch, then a quarter inch, and it, that and was Zeno's it. Paradox. That was it. And <laughs> then I, I, uh, I hit it one more time. They didn't move that much at all, and I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my favorite course courses were when there were more, um, I guess, like there were sharper angles in them, so you didn't really have an analog from like actually playing pool in the past to compare it to, so you actually had to do a bit more. Uh, internal geometry to get to get it right, and I actually did get a couple like playing the computer. I did get a couple perfect um, uh, boards, nice. so that was fun. Yeah. I, I like. I don't know if I'd say this is my favorite, but this is one that like the first one that really stood out to me was a similar one that it was like actually just a Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was the first, it was the, the one of the first times where I was like, I set up a shot. You know, using like you said, using like some kind of specific geometry angles and stuff, 
and like I set up something that was kind of ridiculous with like a few different like hitting another hitting this ball hitting that ball or something that I always want to do in real pool and obviously can't pull off. <laughs> yeah. But and it worked and I was like so it was so cool to me that like oh yeah I could especially because the way the cursor works you can really just see where the trajectory of the ball is going to be. Yeah. So you can kind of you know you can kind of draw it out in your head like this is where it's going to go and like when it works it's like really satisfying. Yeah. And I think that the way that the cursor works where you can kind of see exactly where it's pointing makes it a little easier than real, real pool to set something like that up, but that also makes it satisfying. And also, I feel like it could, if the physics were 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 better, I feel like you could like really learn about pool by doing this. <laughs> like you, you can really see exactly where you have to aim on a ball to get it to do this. And like, I don't yeah. know, that stuff's really interesting to me. Um, I I have the stage number. It's stage twenty two, and it's the one that kind of looks like a baseball field. Um, there's <laughs> oh, like, they got the um. The, the lines in the middle that are barriers? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's two pockets, and they're actually in the the inside the rectangle themselves, you know? So they're not on the corners. They're not mm. tied to the walls. This is a thing that happens, like, later on, too. There's a lot of ones where, like, the pockets are in the middle of the stage. But what what's interesting about this one is, is it's like, yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, you just got to get the balls in the pockets. But they line up every single ball right in front of the first pocket, but then also put you... On the other side of a barrier, so now you have to, especially if you want to get like a good score on getting like a bunch in at once, you have to figure out the proper angle to shoot from in order to hit like those balls in all in at the same time. Because if you hit them the wrong way, you're going to spread all the balls out further away from yeah. the from the pocket, and then you know, sure enough, you'll get them in eventually. It's not that hard of a course, but you lost your big bonus. Mm-hmm. I think like stages like that were interesting. Yeah, those are cool. um, I like the Z. Uh, there was an arrow one too that was interesting. Yeah. Um, there's there were some good stage designs in there. Yeah, some of them were a little bit too complex, like I mentioned earlier. But like all in all, they get, they had some good boards on here. about the power meter okay uh i have i have a big beef with it i don't like it how would you i mean i, I have an, an idea of what you will say but how would you replace the power meter i will do the thing that i did in my first impressions where i will make the cue ball cursor thing the actual like determination of how much power i want to apply to things and i will not be like held to like waiting for the power to I think that still needs to be an, an, a, uh, a part of it, though. I think that there still needs to be a level of precision. So maybe we replace that with, like, an accuracy one. You have to, like, get in the middle. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind some. Or even, you know, I'm thinking about, like, NES Golf. Remember that game? I, I do remember that. Yeah, three different... <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> three different ways um, to control your swing before you ever even right. touch the ball. Uh, I wouldn't mind something like that with pool. I don't know how much how much actual fun that would have been because I didn't get to play that version. But if you actually had something where, like, first you have to select, like, how much power you're going to apply based on, like, where you put your um, you yeah. know, your cursor. 
then you actually have to apply like you know how far back you draw you know maybe mm-hmm. like you saw the cue stick on the screen animate as it goes back and forth and you say stop right <laughs> and then maybe the third thing is that you also or maybe this is like something that happens before that last cue ball animation but like you actually get to choose like where on a circular cue ball you want to hit the ball so you could aim to like hit it to give from it the some, bottom. Uh, some yeah. french or whatever the word is <laughs> right or yeah to give it like a some s- english <laughs> english <laughs> <laughs> i knew it wasn't right but i couldn't think of what you actually say some portuguese <laughs> yeah um i think that would have just i think that would have been a better solve i really didn't like that power meter kind of like it, it kept like halting the game for yeah. me um and you know, I think I play, I play this game a lot. Um, I usually find myself playing the niche games a lot. Yeah. So it's not like um, it's not like it drove me away from playing the game, but I definitely think it got to the point where after a while, it was the one thing I kept noticing was like, oh, now I gotta wait for this thing to be exactly where I need it to be. And I just don't think we need that in a yeah. game where like you're already trying to figure out where do I hit these balls from, what angle, like what what's my pocket goal, and then like to have this annoying timed power meter just didn't seem to be doing it for me i I agree that it's not perfect it but for me it wasn't as much enough of a nuisance to bother me that much because it it, because it is so quick it's like it didn't feel like i had to wait too long for it to get to where i wanted it to be but yeah i definitely think there are ways to improve it but as far as your initial impression of having to like pull back the cursor that's what i thought originally too but i think that would have been not quite enough for it because it's already easier than real pool in the sense that you can pick exactly where on the ball you want to hit and you're perfect like you don't right. you'll never right. do you'll a hit scratch exactly yeah. where you want so then to also hit the power exactly perfectly exactly how much you want just doesn't feel like in real pool you can't just say i'm gonna hit it with this much power and then do it you have to do something to do it so i feel like there needs to be kind of like what your solution like making it closer to golf something to make it like yeah challenging another thing that i think holds this game back and i i feel like you guys played mostly the this like the, the true single player campaign like yeah. yeah just the the score based i wanted to play against somebody because i felt like it wasn't really pool unless there was some competition so i i did the uh i did play the cpu i would love to play with you guys like in a two-player game yeah um but i played against the computer and the computer is atrocious like really it it probably will do well on the regular uh, board, the, I'm sorry, the regular uh, pool table because it understands basic, um, it understands basic uh, angles and how to mm-hmm. get a, a ball into a hole, but it never really handles any of the the wackier models very well. Like I saw the computer actually shoot it directly into a hole once because it was trying to get to the ball on the other side of a barrier and. Like it, that should never yeah, be the case right. when it's the computer. Like, you know, I'm just thinking though, like how hard that must be to program computer AI for the NES on in 1980. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right, completely. <laughs> but like you know, we've been dealing with AI in terms of like enemy data, where it's like you know, yeah. in a shmup, it's like the spaceship comes down, is programmed to do a very specific path. And that's considered like, wow, look at like how these look at how these enemy <laughs> right. ships behave. Or like a Goomba in Super Mario Brothers just kind of like walking from one end of the screen to the other and being like, Oh my gosh, I gotta dodge it. Like 
this is like something where you actually have to tell the computer, here's all the rules to billiards. Here's <laughs> the best way to get certain shots. Do this. But also don't do it too perfect right. because yeah. that would you upset could. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but that's true. But I also think that there's got – and I'm again, I'm not a programmer, but part of what we do here is just criticize stuff. Well, so we should. There's got to be – like some way in programming to do like an if then statement of if the ball the hole is before the ball right. don't make the shot <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like, right, right right don't make I, any yeah. straight pocket shots yeah I, I do think there's i can't remember the game but i think it was muscle okay or, or one of those terrible i, I think it was tag games. team wrestling, tag team wrestling the that, yeah the ai just like it was like it was this is perfect. how the game works, so I'll just do it exactly the way yeah. it works. So I feel like there's a fine line that, between like what you're describing in pool and that. Yeah. So I didn't play anything with the um with the computer AI, but I was thinking the whole time that I feel like this game would really shine with a second player. Like I yeah. feel like that's where it would be the most fun. It's kind of like the first time we played NES golf together though, and like we were, I already liked that game, and then I was like, wow, right, yeah, I really right. like this game because it's like the competitive aspect of scorekeeping. You right. know. Yeah. High scores mean something when you can actually attribute them to another person. High scores don't mean anything when it's your own. A couch couch multiplayer usually improves an experience, at least Mm. in total. All right. Um, If there's no other additional thoughts, I just have one, and that's back when we were doing the Best of 86 episode. This was one of the games I highlighted as, like, a game (laughs) I'm looking forward to. Um, Because I thought it was wacky, I didn't look at it. I was just like, oh, Lunar Pool? Like... That could be interesting on the moon. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I never got this moon visual. Well, it could be on the moon, you know? I know they're saying you can see the moon at certain points. Like, I'm just saying it looks like a lunar surface in the yeah, background you, sometimes. Yeah, you can see like the floor. And That's it looks crazy. like it's like crater. the lunar floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'm a little disappointed by that aspect of it. <laughs> by like the, what I think I went out there to set. I didn't think I got the game that I was envisioning. But that's kind of like how the time that Sean thought that Gumshoe was going to be like GTA. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be GTA. Had to call somebody else out. Uh, I think we should go into the essential games list. You'll notice that there were no sequels and spinoffs for Lunar Pool. Um so when we do this vote for the Essential Games list, you have to keep in mind that we might never get another version of Billiards that lets you change your friction. That so is really disappointing. Don't say that say it's that. been done better. <laughs> I hate that excuse, especially in a game where we don't even know if better has been done. So with that in mind, uh, Sean, give us your vote for the Essential Games list. I mean, like, there are pool video games, though. Like, maybe not, you know... Here it starts. Okay. This is a an interesting curio um with a lot of a lot of fun little like you can change the like the fact that you can change the friction is just so cute to me. Um but I mean it's just pool. It's mini golf and pool. Uh I had fun with it. I think you should play it, but it's not essential. That that's really all I have to say about it. Joe I had this weird thing where I was like, why? I was like questioning, like, why am I enjoying this so much? Like, I was liking it so much. And I think when I really thought about it, a big part of it was through the lens of playing it on the NES. Like, yeah. a big part of it was like, this is so cool that this is on the NES. Uh, granted, I said, take away, take that away. And it is still just a really cool game. But I think, like, if you're, if you're buying an NES 
and you're just going to play NES games, I think this is essential NES. Like, definitely play this as an NES game. But in the lens of, like, games, no, it's not essential. Not to say that it's been done better, but, like, I could easily just, like, I'm sure I could download a dozen games very similar to this, even if it's not pool. But, like, that give me the same feeling, like, on my phone right now. Like, it was cool that it was on the NES. And, like, I think back then, this would have been, like, I would have, I would have been, like, yeah, I got to have that game. But now, I'll play it again. I think you should play it, but it's not a must. Sam, yeah, uh, I kind of agree with Joe. I think that this game, it you know, it had a mission and it it did it, it accomplished it. It's like it it's it does it exactly as kind of you think it's gonna happen. Like the no friction kind of sucks in one way, and way too much friction sucks in a completely different way. But it allows you to like it gives you the freedom to figure that out, and a lot of games wouldn't do that. And I think that's pretty cool. And this game definitely has like a like a weird amount of charm to it for being such a sparse, like you know, basic billiards game. But um, it's but it's not essential. You know, I think that it's I think it's fun. I think that this is a play it for sure. But it when it comes down to it, it's just pool. <laughs> I just love though that it was like this is a, a solid game, this is a normal game, it's exactly what you expect, play it. <laughs> like, it yeah, was just if, you, if this sounds like a game that you want to play, you should play it, you know? Right. And that's why I'm about to say something maybe controversial, but, like, uh, I'm a no, but also I'm not sure if you should play it, and that's coming from somebody who had fun with it. Um, I think that if you've been listening to the episode and thought that this sounded fun, then you should play it. But it is a this is a niche game, and the four of us have weird taste in video <laughs> games. You know, uh, I would say that like when this game came out, it certainly wasn't a uh, running off the shelves style game that was just like selling out like crazy. And I want to like, see the we charts. Need more lunar pool. Um, <laughs> you know, they never got a sequel, so clearly nobody was demanding for it that hard. But you know, that's not to say that this game wasn't thoughtful. Uh, you know, I think the developer compile, com- compile thoughtful and it had a mission. I love the way <laughs> we're describing sweet. this game. Well, I just think that like, look, you, cause you could have phoned it in. We've seen almost every genre. We've seen fighting games get phoned in on the system. We've seen shmups just be like, well, it, it's a shmup. That's what mm-hmm. you got. We've seen, um, even like mini game style things. Remember like track and field was good, but then winter games was like, man. You know, it's like things just things just keep happening on this system where it's like it's very easy to just deliver the bare bones of a project and then be like, it's up to the kids imaginations. Like this game did it chose not to do that. It chose to be more than just like, you know, you just get that one table and you play pool. And, you know, granted, they could have went even further and included some additional modes because there are other ways to play pool other than just getting in the colored yeah uh, i actually don't even know balls. if this is an actual like game well i think like let me put it this way it's probably not played competitively yeah but this is definitely it's a, a thing. this is a way people right. play you could pool. play it. Yeah, yeah exactly um so for for those reasons like i i definitely don't hate this game at all like i said i had fun with it but i can't like yeah, good conscience. Like, tell somebody else to go play this game, and there's something wrong with you if you don't like it. Like, I never, we never said no. something wrong with you. <laughs> if, I think if, if you're like, like into Listen, NES games, you would like this game. That, but that's my point, though. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, is like, if the four of us are all saying, "Play it, play it, play it," it's normal. Like, you're gonna like it. You know, all I'm saying is, is that like, 
We don't want. I don't want people thinking like I'm the weird one for not liking this game after right. playing I, I, it. Like, I, I, you're I not giving though, our listeners enough credit. Like I, if they yeah. didn't, if they <laughs> really didn't think that it sounded good, then we aren't gonna play the game. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I, I think though, for me at least, maybe this isn't the case for everyone. For me, I, I enjoyed this probably about as much as golf, NES golf. Like get out of here. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> Especially because this takes you. This takes billiards and puts it makes does things with it that you can't do in real billiards. Like. You're not going to get a Z-shaped table. Yeah, let me yeah. know when golf has a friction meter, and then uh, get back to me. <laughs> NES Golf was our number I know, three I know you game of 1985. <laughs> yeah, well, there weren't too many games in 1985, Mike. <laughs> there were 17. That's so it very was small. Number three of 17. Yeah, but they were like, how many this month? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was like 17 <laughs> last month. We're in October now. Yeah. October 1987. And that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time. Because we are going to do it again on Friday. Surprise. And over and over and over and, and over. over every Friday. Maybe we'll do some other interesting stuff, too. You never know what we're capable of. I certainly don't know my true power. Yeah. Because the doctors have told me it's illegal to push my body to 100%. I have to stay at 80% at all times. Did you know that your brain only uses 35, 85, 95, 100? <laughs> thought it was you miss 100 per shot. 100 per shot. 100 per shot of the brains you don't take. Yeah. yeah, that's why I take all the brains. Yeah. Brain eating other animals' brains makes you smarter. That's, that's why true. they sell them. Right? Yeah. So it's Maybe not necessarily at your market, brains, but at somebody's market. That's acquire the their knowledge. If it wasn't true, it would be perfectly legal to yeah. eat human brains. Speaking of true stuff, okay, only the facts are on www.nostalgicast.com. 100% facts The are straight there. dope. Show notes, um, screenshots. Opinions. Opinions, which could be considered fact if you <laughs> believe that that person meant what they it's said. It's a fact that the opinions are there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and now there's also creative tags for every single post going all the way back to the beginning of Nostalgia. You can see, like, people's names who worked on those games and if you click on those tags you can then see other posts on nostalgia for those games they've worked on is there a wow tag there's no wow tag but like shigeru miyamoto would be a tag and if you click on that you'll then get taken to a page that shows you all of the other games so far that's really cool shigeru miyamoto has made um that we've reviewed this is where you get like a good sense of everything uh, as always, we update the essential games list and the episodes list as they become available. And I, I put my own personal play it essential or uh, skip it um, on the on that list. Yeah, we so, have, we have no input on that. That's yeah, you guys point. don't have any input on that. But like, I think I, I think I've done a great job giving people like a great list, and it has statistics too of like how many. So games... what will you put for pool? Play it like the three of us said. No, he's gonna say like skip it. He's gonna say skip it. We'll see. All right, interesting. It's not up there yet. Um, it is up there now though. Like to the people <laughs> listening, <laughs> yeah, like go check. That was website. just an internal conversation. You're yep. just gonna be up tonight, like hands through your hair like what am i gonna put right <laughs> um but yeah that's um that's been nostalgia we are on twitter at at nostalgicast.com uh but without the dot com because that's our website sometimes <laughs> i just sell too hard uh and then i'm michael esposito you can find me on at esposito film on twitter and i'll talk to you soon and so will i <laughs>